0: if i'm six years old and i have lost my shoes in the school playground and i've lost my shoes and i'm really really upset that i've lost my shoes right and Mm. i'm so upset i'm throwing a big tantrum i've got all these emotions going on right that can actually leave a mark on my nervous system as a six-year-old right right in in just the same way as a six-year-old that has been through some kind of neglect or abuse that can that can leave the same mark on our system right so it all depends on the perception how those emotions how those situations are dealt with Mm -hmm. so i really don't think it's um as clean cut as little t's big t's yeah i think people know if they've experienced some heavy stuff Mm. um the big t's right traditionally speaking
1: welcome to your body's way a podcast for all of you health conscious humans out there who want to nourish move and take care of your body your way not the diet books way or even my way Your journey to find your body's way through all of the noise and nonsense starts right here, where I'll be presenting and breaking down all of the current popular health practices so you can make intelligent choices that work for you and you alone. You know what they say, if the shoe fits, so I encourage you to take on what sounds tempting and to reject what doesn't. So let's dive into your journey to becoming the person you know you can be. Hi everybody, welcome back to Your Body's Way. I am so excited to introduce you to my good friend Charlotte Stebbing-Mills. She is one half of The Amazing Wellness Theory. She runs The Wellness Theory with her husband Jonathan, who isn't on this call today, but I'm sure he'll be on a call in the future, absolutely. We talk about all sorts of interesting stuff, like the stuff that I really, really love to talk about. So diving into how to heal yourself from stress, whether it be daily stress or even stress from past trauma, how to heal those and how to move forward with your life and to make the best of it. And we really go into all sorts of things like um, stretch goals and what a stretch goal is and whether you should set one for yourself and tools that you can use to help you discover what you need to heal in yourself and how to then go about fixing it and at the end of the conversation we also talk about um, binge eating disorders so i had one back in my 20s and i know that some of my clients struggle with emotional eating and binge eating so we kind of discuss a little bit about that at the end and ways in which you can overcome that but just to let you know the recording she is In Thailand, I'm in the Cayman Islands, so um, we are 12 hours apart, literally across the world from each other. It's really amazing that we could even have the conversation. So there are some parts that are a bit fuzzy, but don't worry, it doesn't ruin the conversation. You can still work out what's being said and just hang in there. They do go away. But before we dive into the episode, I just wanna bring your attention to my intermittent fasting workshop, which is coming up really soon. It's coming up on the 11th, 12th, and 13th of January. It's a one hour Zoom call each day and I'm going to be taking you through everything there is to know about intermittent fasting for women and how to integrate it into your life safely, effectively. I'm going to go into the, um, all obviously, all of the benefits and why you're going to go about doing it, but then also kind of um, banish some of those um, uh, kind of views that people have about fasting, like it's a fad and, oh, it's just another diet. No, it's, it's so much more than that. And I can't wait to take you through it. So if you can join me i'll leave a link to register in the show notes below and just register as soon as you can because um, spaces are filling up and it's it's going to be a really really fun three days so i look forward to seeing you there but without further ado um, i want to now show you my conversation with charlotte so enjoy Charlotte, welcome to your Body's Way podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. How are you doing?
0: I'm very well, thank you. And I am very, very happy to be here. I'm super excited about this whole podcast and everything you're creating, so it's a pleasure. Oh,
1: good, good. Well, everyone needs to know, first of all, that um, we're really good friends. We've been friends for years, Um, but you're also a Um, you're also a mentor of mine I would say so uh, you know I watch a lot of the things that you do online and I take notes and I like to you know kind of kind of follow in your footsteps sometimes which you know Um, you're my coach and you're one half of the wellness theory so tell me a little bit about the wellness theory and you know let everyone know what it's all about.
0: Yeah. So first of all, like you know, you're a soul sister, one hundred percent, and I love you so much. And um, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's everything is mutual, one hundred percent of what you just shared there. Um, but wellness theory, yeah, So wellness theory is the name of my company, uh, which is with my partner in business and life, my husband Jonathan. And uh, basically, we're stress relief specialists who coach high performers to eliminate unhealthy stress be well and essentially live authentic meaningful lives so they can be healthy and well and then translate that to be a force for good for other people in the world Mm
1: -hmm. and that's why I'm so happy that you're on this podcast because how many people need to have help in kind of like sorting out, working through their stress, working through any of the things that hold them back in order to be their best selves. Like I think most people need to have help in that department. And that's why it's so important that you're on this podcast because this podcast is all about being your best self, like how to maximize who you are. And I love what you guys stand for because you're all about maximizing who you are and expressing yourself in the best way possible. But I love the way that you guys are all about getting to the root of what might be holding you back from that. So you guys focus on stress, which is um, which is basically what most people deal with. So I I can't wait to dive into that and to get into what the wellness theory does and how it applies to to your life, because there's if there's one thing about you, you walk your talk. You walk your talk. Like whatever you preach, whatever you put out there, whatever you teach, you do it too, and you do it to the max. And basically, on this episode, I want to go into all of the things that um, have stood out to me that you have done to kind yeah. of set an example for <laughs> your clients, and then also how the listeners can then take it into their life and how they can like any tips that they can take, but. Before we go into it, um, we've just come out of the new year. So yeah. <laughs> um, it's 2023. Um, have you set any a, um, any goals, any New Year's resolutions? Are you New Year's resolutions people, or are you kind of like the mm. type who's like, no, nah, I don't believe in that stuff?
0: I'm not a big New Year's resolution fan only because of the connotations that are attached to them, right? Mm. Most of the time, it's very easy to associate new year's resolutions and failure people starting and giving up so i think subconsciously there's already a a connotation that's gonna not necessarily set people up for success so i believe in them if the person that's setting them is actually committing to what they're doing rather than just saying it because it's the new year right right um but for me have i set any goals so i've just come i've just literally come off the back of last year's um stretch goal which I, I, I know, know you, you said you want to chat to me about um but the so the thought of a new one not just yet let's say but every single year I do something um and I pick an what we call an anchor word mm-hmm. every year so instead of setting a specific goal I pick one word that I can come back to throughout the whole year mm-hmm. that will keep me grounded keep me centered and essentially if I make sure I stay anchored and grounded in that one word then it's going to keep me on track with whatever goals I set throughout the whole year So last year, Hmm. last year, the goal, um, sorry, the word was um, optimization, right? So it was all about optimizing everything. And I remember that.
1: Yeah, 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 I remember when you said, because I remember you came to me straight away and you said, how do I test um, uh, how many minerals (laughs) I need, vitamins I need, like, how do I test my health? I'm just like, okay, this is what you do. And I just, I got that, you know, your word for the year was optimize. So what is it? it Yeah, yeah carry on
0: so that's that's what it was for last year and so this year to answer your question is the word my word is depth Mm. just to go even deeper deeper in thinking deeper in purpose deeper in health deeper in connection and so depth basically so long as I keep going deep in everything then I'm I know like wholeheartedly that I'll then achieve whatever it is I set out to
1: achieve throughout the year and I kind of resonate with that because I think it's very common for people to kind of go through the routine of life so for example my routine would be um, you know wake up take the kids to nursery and then to come home do my work and then go get the kids from nursery and then spend some time with the kids and you know husband comes home dinner Netflix like and that's the kind of daily humdrum that's the daily routine of life and Mm -hmm it's very difficult to actually find the depth in that it's it's just what I do day to day and so the fact that you are committing to going deeper into things like I can imagine that brings a kind of richness to life and you know makes your duties Mm -hmm. more rich and more deep whereas sometimes it can feel really surface level.
0: Yeah 100% like I totally resonate with what you've what you said there is like going through that kind of routine and i think it's very very common and i've definitely been in that space i can feel the difference when i'm going through my routine and i'm very present Mm. and i know i'm doing it with solid intention because i've said it first so i don't have kids as you know um but i can imagine the the fast pace of everything the distractions that having to Mm. be in a hundred places at once and be aware of everything all at once yeah. you know we, we obviously work with clients who have got kids yeah. and stuff as well so uh, but then obviously running a household and running your own podcast and business all these different things like there's so many
1: responsibilities and I it's think it's difficult sometimes, to get deep you know it's difficult yeah. to <laughs> kind of really sit into what you're doing
0: yeah but that can also ov- obviously be because we're going so fast mm. right and we have to learn how to slow it down even when things are moving fast I am like a massive I'm a classic overachiever I'm somebody that will want to do everything do it and have it done by yesterday to the highest standard um you know that's just me all over and I will I've, I've had the periods of my life where it's I'm working crazy hours in the morning crazy hours at night and on weekends just because I'm in that space and everything's fast I'm on the go and all of those things and I think the your I love the word you use there is the richness Right is the ability to be able to find the richness richness in that momentum, and I think that's something really over probably over the last year or two that I really feel like I've started to master is being able to to almost slow down time. Still, mm-hmm. everything's moving really fast. But yeah, almost like being able to step back from it and be able to to just see how things are playing out. And a lot of that has got to do with presence, practicing really being present. Um so when you're cooking your meal in the evening it's like okay what am I actually doing what can I feel under my hands what can I taste when I'm eating it am I just having a conversation with my other half or am I actually tasting the food that I'm eating or am I watching something at the same time like yeah. am I trying to do all these things at once because every time we try and do everything at once that's when we get distracted and yeah end up getting lost in it Yeah, um... I mean,
1: I'm not one for setting New Year's goals and New Year's resolutions. Like, it's not something that I usually do. But this year, all I have is a list of things that make me happy. Because, like I said, that the routine of life sometimes can get a bit, like, can get on top of you and you can um, find that life kind of loses its excitement sometimes. And, you know, I, I, I get into that rut sometimes. And I think a lot of people do. So just by writing a list of the things that make me happy, just nothing, nothing big, like nothing like, you know, this year, you know, things that make me happy, I'm going to jump out of an airplane and I'm going to do all these wild things. It's just a list of small things that I enjoy doing currently, um, just bringing it to my attention and then wanting to incorporate it into my life more often. So things like reading a novel. Like I, I only read a novel in the evening, but then like before I go to bed, but then maybe just by putting it into, you know, my daytime, just putting a bit more time into it, um, like having coffees and, you know, chatting with friends and um, just small things like that, just bringing it to my attention so that I can make sure I include it in my day so that I can kind of bring more enjoyment um, into my routine. But then one of them is to be more present. So what I've been doing every day in 2023, which is, by the way, is the 3rd of January.
0: So, <laughs> so far, so good.
1: I've been keeping it up for three <laughs> solid days. Um, I've been, every morning I've been going outside and sitting down and kind of just thinking and kind of centering myself and thinking, okay, so Tam, how do I feel And kind of being present with how I feel, how my fingertips feel and my body and, you know, just kind of sitting into myself. And it literally takes about five minutes. And it's really amazing how that actually helps. Like it actually helps kind of center myself before I get started in the day. And, yeah, that's something that I'm trying to include a bit more um, day to day for myself. Yeah.
0: I love that as a practice, but also like really want to highlight what you just said about making that list of things you really enjoy the things you really want to do Mm. because you naturally we're more present with the things that we love the things that bring us joy so just by doing that alone even if you didn't do that five minute like immersive presence exercise you would still be bringing more presence into your life just because you're trying to fill your days with more joyful activities so the fact that you're combining the two that's just going to amplify it even more which is awesome and accelerate
1: it well, that's, that's good to know. But so we're, we're talking about small goals here. We're talking about, you know, making lists and, you know, thinking of words for the year. But I know that you've just touched upon it, but you have literally just completed a huge goal um, at the end of 2022. That was your goal to, to kind of get it done by the end of the year. Um, it was to kayak around three islands of Thailand. And it was a 37-hour yeah. excursion, like yeah. kind of broken up into pieces.
0: Yeah. Um, really
1: but like but. What, what I love about it and what people can take away from it is like you call it a stretch goal so yes. so basically first of all what is a stretch goal um how is it different from a normal goal and then go into what your stretch goal was and what it was all about and how did it go
0: okay all right so first of all I didn't create stretch goals and um, this okay. is something that I learned from one of my mentors um uh JP Davidias and basically the the premise of a stretch goal is that we set something that is going to push us beyond our comfort zone Mm. right is what I'm sure you can imagine but it's about being stretched so much to a point where you can't go back to it what you were before Mm. right so this time last year I couldn't sit here and have this conversation with you in this way because essentially I'm a different person based on how much I've stretched myself and what I've learned over this past year of training for for that goal so a stretch goal is anything that's going to push you beyond your limits but that kind of scares you a little bit something that you don't think is possible so as you said I, I chose to go around three islands in Thailand and initially I was I was I was, we just moved to Thailand and me and my husband were staying in a house up in the mountains and we had this beautiful view over the, over the sea. You could just mm. kind of see the surrounding islands and stuff. And I was sitting up there, this was at the end of 2021. And I was sitting up there, I said, wouldn't it be cool just to kayak around this island? He just laughed at me, Jonathan, he just laughed at me. It was like like, yeah, all right. <laughs> like, why would you do that? I was like, oh, wouldn't it be good? And then um, I thought, okay, well, I know I could do one island right so that wasn't a stretch goal because I knew I could do it yeah so I knew once I started I wouldn't stop so yeah. that's how it then extended to okay well three islands it is things I don't know that I can do three islands yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of kind of how it began and, and how I ended up choosing that challenge yeah. for, for last year
1: yeah um so a stretch goal is if I could just summarize it's something that once you've completed it you're you're a different like you're different you've changed because yeah. you've done it I love that I freaking really love that yeah.
0: so it's, it's not just about so for me I, I chose obviously a physical goal right mm. the kayaking but it wasn't about the physical feat. now it was like don't me wrong I've obviously got fitter in the process and mm. you know I've evolved in different ways physically and had to be more disciplined with nutrition and rest and sleep and honouring my body and all of those kinds of things mm. but it was way more about me moving past the things that i was scared of like the first time i went out in my kayak i was like i didn't want to go past the end of my little bay i was yeah. like oh no it's like big rocks massive waves and i'm like no 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 i'm turning around coming back you know so mentally i had to move past a lot of um potential blocks as well and I've not, not been somebody that's ever bit had like a fear of the ocean or anything like that, but yeah, I was still coming up against those things. And every time I went a bit further and a bit further, it obviously built a different level of confidence in me as well. Yeah. And having that amount of time for this goal in particular and spending this amount of time in training and obviously in the event itself was incredible because it was, it was time in isolation. It was time in solitude. It was time mm-hmm. for me to just think and to be and to, just listen to myself and what was going on in my own mind
1: and and just just by watching you um like through your videos on instagram that you posted i feel like your most creative stuff like your um motivational kind of talks on instagram you used to do like six minute videos i feel like your most creative times came during those um kind oh, of trainings right. so when you're out in the kayak on your own like i feel like that's when your creativity really flowed
0: yeah, one hundred percent. It's my happy place. But also, when I think of something, if I, I, you know me, I love to journal. Like I'm a massive journal person. Yes. Um, but obviously out in the kayak, I don't have my journal. So it was almost like a just a live journal thing. Because mm-hmm. because as much as it was, yes, there to to serve other people and share it and hopefully inspire one or two people, it was very much about um documenting it and yeah. really like reaffirming the things that I'm thinking and and articulating them in a concise way so that they sink in for me too mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely like being out in the ocean like, open space obviously it was beautiful on the most part except from training in the wet season that was not very beautiful <laughs> at all. um but the all of that you know there's definitely my happy place and I think that definitely helps to to get things flowing because yeah. if you've ever and I know you have ever tried to sit down and meditate usually especially in the beginning it can take a good 10 15 maybe even longer minutes to, for your mind to to switch off or at least for the thoughts to calm down and we stop thinking did I leave the kettle on did I lock the door did I do this like all of those things they start yeah. to quiet down after a bit of time so after about 15 minutes in the kayak my mind would settle and then I could with all the kind of day-to-day stuff yeah and then I was like oh okay exhale like this is this is beautiful like be present with every paddle stroke and all of those different things, yeah. you know, started to come out. And I think it's just giving myself the space and time to be able
1: to do that was probably yeah. the most powerful thing. I think it was Bear Grylls who said um, that when you're outside, you're doing something physical it's one of the best states for you to be in because you're forced into presence. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. you just said. Like, and it's yeah. it's funny the, how that matches. But I think there's something to be said for being outside and moving your body because- yeah. I remember um, when I was back, when I was back in London with my husband, we used to take these huge walks. Like we used to walk for two to three hours, sometimes almost every day, at least five times a week. Like we went through this phase where we'd kind of go outside, um, rain or shine, like we'd be out walking. And, you know, after about, after you've kind of warmed up and after about half an hour of kind of like just, you know, silence, you then find that you you have some of your best ideas and we'd have some of our best conversations and um, a lot of the things that we're doing today like you know we're living in the Cayman Islands and we've had some lovely experiences in the meantime Um, a lot of those things were kind of manifested during those walks which is crazy like so it's I I feel like there's something about being outside moving your body and connecting with someone there's something about there's some sort of magic that happens when you're I kind of combining those things 100 like I, I think that it
0: brings us back to our true nature right because we, we always say like time in nature is amazing as if mm-hmm. we're not in nature already we are nature and I think yeah. we forget that sometimes so when we go into nature and we go for the walk in the woods or we go outside or you dip your feet in the ocean whatever mm-hmm. like actually all that is doing is reminding us whether we're consciously aware of it or not but it's reminding our system it's reminding us our soul essentially Mm. that we are part of all of this so we actually connect automatically we connect and i think that then just has this beautiful cascade of effects with ideas that start to flow and how peaceful we tend to feel and all of those kinds of things
1: um there's a scientist called david sinclair have you heard of him he's kind of of yeah. yeah um he's basically studies longevity So he's coming up with all of the best things about, you know, how to make yourselves young. And this brings me back to something that he said in one of his podcasts. He says, one of the best things you can do for longevity is to go outside, walk with a friend and talk about your problems, which is interesting, like to kind of unload just yeah. unload your stress because you're all about stress and managing stress so like what a great way to unload your stress just by connecting with someone being outside walking and just unloading your problems and like connecting and talking and I think there's he said on a cellular level that's a really yeah. great way to kind of stay young which is really yeah. interesting like there's definitely something there this makes me want to go outside like the sun is shining in my face <laughs> like i <laughs> I can barely see, but after this, I'm just like, I need to go outside and just kind of move my body because we forget. We forget to go outside and do things and connect with nature and be with each other. It's just such a simple thing, but we forget to do it. It is,
0: and it's on the most part as well, Like, for sure everything you've just said there doesn't include any kind of technology. Mm, Exactly. (laughs) And when we're attached to any kind of device, our nervous system or all of our cells essentially are being um, stimulated
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: Whereas actually when we're outside in nature without any devices, our cells go into their natural mode as well. So there's almost like this certain stimulation that we we get to substitute what we used to indoors on devices a lot mm-hmm. versus then outdoors no devices. we're actually connecting with the true energy source of the earth yeah right um and other people right when we're bonding with other people we're in rapport Mm -hmm. right we we are literally start to mimic each other after a certain amount of time and that's all happening because we're becoming in sync whereas if we're only ever in sync with a device that's full of all sorts of different things that are not so Mm -hmm. healthy for us yeah on, on the you know if we overload our time using them it just becomes a no-brainer that we need to, to remember that, especially now the way technology is going with Mad. AI making things even yeah. more um, convenient, let's say yeah <laughs> it's scary
1: yeah it's really it's gonna scary. be an interesting road right ahead it is and it's it's a major source of stress for everyone that the way the world is at the moment particularly yep. um, it's uh, in it's, it's crazy right now there are so many things for people to be upset about to be stressed about um, there's so many divisions happening so yep. like people taking sides um, people having different beliefs and um, people getting angry for other people for having beliefs, and so the world is in a crazy place. Like it's in disarray, it feels like. Um, but then also, obviously, we all know the challenge of social media and being instantly available and being notified all the time of you know things that are happening around you. And um, there's so many. Um, it's, it's, it's fertile ground for mm-hmm. stress. And so I imagine with what you do at Wellness Theory, you've got your hands full with lots of people who are stressed about things. But the way that you structure things is, okay, so to be your best self and to live your best life and to be as authentic as you can, um, let's clear up your stress first. Let's kind of sort those things out. So I guess my question, my first question about that is... Do we have to sort out our stress? Like, do we have to work through those things? Can we just be ourselves without dealing with all that stuff? Like, it's too hard. So, <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> I mean, also, I, can we? I really wish I could say, do you know what? Just keep going and roll with it. And I'd be doing people a disservice, I think, if I said that. But I, with the caveat to that is everybody experiences stress in different ways, right? right? So some people have, like, minor stresses, as in their. Their, their nervous system doesn't react in as extreme ways as other people okay it's not right or wrong it just is what it is some people have more tolerance for certain things right so there are small so stresses yeah, like, yeah, like so that. for
1: example this morning getting my daughter ready for nursery um the baby was crying like just kind of rush 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 that was a stress and so you're saying so you just have to be able to handle that stress better that's one section of what you do we you help yeah, people so
0: if, yeah exactly so for example that's what we would say you, you're experiencing stress at what we call a life level right. right so we essentially teach that we have three levels of stress that we experience stress on we have the life level which is our everyday life stuff mm. right it's parenting it's finances it's relationships it's, it's um your job all of those kinds of things right then we have our health we experience stress on a health level which includes things like our ability to to breathe efficiently our ability to make sure that we're emotionally regulated so that we don't fly off the handle when one kid's trying to get ready for school and the other one's Mm -hmm. screaming right? right it's like do you go berserk and like does it does it really turn you into a bear with a sore head or are you able to take that in your stride right so you'll notice the extreme difference will depend on where you're experiencing that stress but the third level of stress is what we call the root Mm -hmm. and this is where there's stress that has been there for a long time Mm -hmm. um that has built up over time so for example um let's use the example you just did if you've got one kid trying to get ready for school the other one um kind of just screaming you can take a few deep breaths in that moment regulate yourself not let it ruin your entire day and actually maybe have some kind of fun with it um in the end and teach the kids a little lesson about it's okay to um to cry to Bowie, for example, or it's okay um for Bowie to be crying while you're getting ready for school, he just wants my attention, you can use it to your advantage, right? That'd be a resourceful way of dealing with some kind of stress there is like what you perceive it to be. Mm. If you was experiencing that on the health level right chances are we get extremely emotionally overwhelmed we let it then affect how we feel maybe we can feel ourselves tensing up inside the body but we just keep running with the day anyway and we kind of almost hold our breath and go to the next thing the next thing the next thing mm-hmm. right um but if you're experiencing that stress at a root level it could be there could be some underlying beliefs for example that um, because all this chaos is happening and my kid's screaming over here and this one's doing this over there it means I'm a, a bad mom or it means mm-hmm. that this reminds me of a time when I was a kid and this thing was happening to me and I hated it or whatever right it's gonna be different for everybody but dependent on how much you hang on to that stressful moment will start to show whether what level you're experiencing stress does that
1: make sense it does and you know when you have day-to-day stress like I just described with the kids um that stress is is okay like I can cope with it until I start adding labels to it like like you just said from the past you know I'm a bad mom or I'm not good enough as soon as you start adding labels to these stresses that's when they become um overwhelming and that's when suddenly we need to call for help we need to get some coaching because Um, because that's when it can get really deep rooted yeah. um, which which kind of brings me to something that you did um, last year which I found absolutely fascinating it was um, it was hard for you at the time but I found it quite fascinating just kind of watching what was happening and speaking of um, the root stresses stresses that come from a long time ago um, you went through a phase where you were like okay I'm going to deal with some of my um, trauma. So, we're going to say that word like it's a, it's quite a heavy word, but I'm going to deal with some of my trauma that I know is affecting me in my work, in my life. Um, and I'm finally going to deal with it. And you, you, you went away for a while. Like you actually messaged me and you said, I'm going to be gone for a while. So, just, I'm just letting you know everything's fine, but just check on me every now and again, like. And I was kind of fascinated. I was like, "What is she doing? Like, what's happening? <laughs> do I need to do this?" Like, so I, I think that's what I want to explore because you just off the bat, you were like, "I need to deal with this trauma that I have." Um, what was that experience like for you? Without going into the details, obviously. But then do we all have a, a, a trauma? Um, big T's, little T's? Like let's go into that sort of thing. So first of all, yourself. Like what made you decide now is the time for me to go back and uh confront my trauma? Why now? Okay.
0: All right. So interesting. So this isn't the first time that I've worked on like some some heavy stuff, if mm-hmm. you know, like. So my the first time I worked on any kind of partial trauma or unresolved emotions was maybe seven eight years ago okay and I kind of I worked on a lot of I worked on a lot and obviously I've been in this space for a long time and I've been doing a lot of work kind of along the way and I think that I used to live in the UAE during mm-hmm. COVID and we kind of got stuck there We were supposed to go there for like a a month, and we ended up getting stuck there for a year, living kind of in the family home, yeah. which was completely unexpected and unplanned yeah. before we was then moving on to Thailand. Um, and, and that time, I discovered that there was like old patterns creeping in. Um, like drinking, like getting triggered by little things that I wouldn't normally get triggered by when I was living, obviously, independently as an adult later. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I was there, I I was kind of aware of it, but it was almost like, a right, we're here, let's just get through COVID. We went all into the business stuff and pretty much throughout that year, we were just solidly working. Um, And it was almost like my form of escapism from what what I was being triggered by um and then when we left to come to Thailand everything was was lifted we came here and all of that just kind of caught up on me right mm-hmm. so even though I was burying myself in in work and I was doing all of these things um and it would don't get me wrong we was doing good work and there was enjoyable times when we were there and, and that kind of thing but when I moved here. It was like my nervous system kind of just caught up on me, and it was just like something's got to give right now. I don't yeah. know what it is. I don't know why. I hadn't connected the dots as to why I was feeling the way I was was potentially triggered from that time in the UK. I hadn't made yeah. those connections yet. I can only say that now in hindsight. um But it was at that point where I was like, something's got to give. And so at that point, I was like, okay, um I'm going to concentrate a little bit more on just looking after myself and like mm-hmm. creating our own our life here you know and and just getting back into some solid routines and that kind of thing and so i i stopped drinking i was only drinking kind of socially and stuff but i decided to stop drinking um cut out sugar as well um and as i started to do these things i wasn't i was just becoming more sensitive Mm. Right to, to my thoughts, to my feelings, more so than I'd ever been before. So, so, so I was you, like, there's the, something. The, here the numbing agents, you
1: took away the numbing agents, and suddenly you were there, face yeah. with yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, yeah, and then I was just like, okay, well, let's see where this is going to go. And that was when I just started to journal a bit. And then I was like, okay, what's going on here? Like, I was more emotional than normal. I was starting to remember things mm. from when I was a kid and things like that. Um, remembering things from my early twenties that I thought I'd already worked on, all of these kinds of things. It was just like another layer of emotion and another layer of trauma coming yeah. up to to be resolved, essentially. Um, so yeah, I, I obviously then reached out to a friend and coach of mine, and yeah, she's quite she kind of just helped me process a lot of those things and a lot yeah. of that involved facing a lot of things I'd clearly repressed not consciously like literally I mean like I had no memory of like I couldn't have told you what had happened in those instances but now I can tell you very very clearly Mm. (laughs) and it was it's just bizarre like if somebody had come to me and said right when you was in your 20s um you experienced sexual trauma and these times and these moments i probably wouldn't have believed them to some extent Mm. right and so then remembering things and certain memories coming up and being like whoa what is this and then having the courage and the awareness to be able to actually face it it's like Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> and yeah. then obviously when you start to face things, you can start to release things in, in different ways. So
1: because it's really, really interesting. It does. It really does. And it's really interesting because don't we all feel um overwhelmed sometimes? And you're just like, wow, everything's really piling up on me right now. I don't know why I feel this way. Um, a lot of the things you just described are things that I'm that we all feel sometimes. We're just like, God, mm-hmm. you know, things are really intense and like but because you've spent so much time working on yourself and, you know, you took away the numbing agents, the sugar, the alcohol, and and you kind of had that awareness, you were able to identify what the problem was. But for so many of us, we don't make that connection. Like there's so many times when I feel overwhelmed and I feel like things are getting on top of me and I'm just like, God, what's wrong with me? And But I, I can't make that connection. I don't know what the issue is. So to, to some extent, you think everybody needs to work on uh, a trauma do we all have trauma that we need to work on
0: i think everybody everybody has some kind of trauma whether they need to work on it or not would be individual case by case mm. um because sometimes our emotions and memories and experiences are repressed for a reason right it's our subconscious's way of trying to protect us and that's really really important so i don't believe we should go poking around okay i Until and i it's never it, it will come up right Mm -hmm. some if there is something that needs to be resolved it will come up in some way shape or form to let you know the problem is is we are so distracted and there's so much noise and we're trying to do everything so quickly that we we don't notice it coming up so there's all these clues all the time telling us this Mm -hmm. hello this thought that you're having right now that keeps on coming up over and over and over again this is trying to get your attention but then we get on with the next thing on our to-do list go on our phone we're just like oh this is
1: uncomfortable let me just let me just go on Instagram or Facebook exactly yeah
0: Yeah. that was another thing I did actually by the way at the start of this year so I didn't switch my phone on until midday every day for about six months Mm. um it was amazing like the clarity of thought the just awareness that time with myself um and honestly I I don't I think it helps to not drink and not have knowing agents and you know um, have your phone and things like it definitely helps but I think the the main premise here is that it's quieting the noise mm. it's about us just tuning out of everything else just for mm. a bit and tuning in mm. all right and I and it's interesting because when I've done this kind of heavy work in the past I stepped away from the business and I did the I almost like just separated it's like this is me that's the rest of my life
1: <laughs> mm. right
0: and this time I didn't do that as much as I kind of took some space I was still running the business I was still running events I was still coaching um and I've I truly believe like I've done, done some of the best coaching I've ever done this year mm. um whilst working through that stuff myself at the same time I think that you can do those things simultaneously and if you have any coaches that are listening to this Mm. that's a big deal because a lot of people think well they can't help other people until they're fully healed and perfect themselves and then they get upset with themselves because they are not perfect or they're thinking there's something wrong with them because this person seems to be doing it all perfectly no it's like everything is working simultaneously everything's working together in tandem and i think the sooner we can accept that that we don't have to separate things you don't have to go and spend six months not drinking eating sugar Mm. turning your devices off you don't have to do that just to pay attention what you're doing taking five minutes every morning Mm. to be present that's good
1: okay if if
0: we can now yeah so if we can now just start to open that window maybe it's five minutes in the evening and five minutes in the morning Mm. perfect because all that's going to happen is you're going to get more comfortable being with yourself in presence not rushing on to the next thing and when we are feel we feel more comfortable in our own presence without none of ages, without distraction, without devices, without that kind of need for a dopamine hit to mask whatever else is going on, we actually then get to just be. We get mm. to feel safe within ourselves. And I honestly believe that most people don't feel particularly safe within themselves for whatever reason not because they've been through some heavy trauma or anything like that at some cases obviously that is the case mm. but because like you said you know there's a lot going on in the world mm. right whether it's happened to you personally or you've witnessed things happening either in your immediate environment or outside of that it's having an effect on our psychology and the problem is is we're not taking responsibility for where our attention is going Right, and that's really tripping a lot of people up. This is why a lot of people are experiencing a lot of stress on that life level. Right, they're freaking out about their finances and about their uh, relationships, and they're not happy in their jobs and things like this. And they put all of their focus up there, but actually, what's going on is you're not paying enough attention to what's going on in your health set, in your body, right, in your quality of thinking, in your in your heart, in your emotions, mm. in your ability to simply hydrate and drink enough water your ability to check and see if you can even digest your food or if you're too stressed to even digest the food that you're having. Um and then you get to go into that deeper stuff if somebody feels like they're ready for it and they want to. I mean but they really, have to
1: want to. I mean I really want to know all of the tips that you have to overcome stress. But first of all I just want to clarify um for people listening, they might think, okay so, but I don't have any trauma. I, nothing big has happened to me in my life. So, there's that term, the big T's and little T's. Yeah. So, the big T's are the big traumas, right? Like, um, yeah. like childhood abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, and, you know, things yeah. like that. And then the little T's are kind of the, what would you call the little T's?
0: Yeah. So, they're, they tend to leave less of an impact okay. on right. our psychology, on our emotion, and on our physical body. Um, now, I think it's just really important. One, just to kind of keep this in a relatable way, mm. is that when we're talking about any kind of stress or trauma, we're talking about the nervous system, right? So what we're talking about here is our ability to respond, Yeah, stress response, so we're talking about our ability to be able to um, adapt in a stressful situation or not. Now, if you've experienced a, a big T, right, and you know there's some significant tough stuff that you've been through, mm-hmm. then chances are our ability to respond can often um, be limited or tainted, for want of a better term there. Mm-hmm. Um, and those smaller T, we are able to adapt a lot quicker, mm-hmm. right? Um, But I have to say this, that is all based on our perception of what a big T and a little T is. Right,
1: right? so So, there's there's no rule book for
0: it. No, right? So if I'm six years old and I have lost my shoes in the school playground and I've lost my shoes and I'm really, really upset that I've lost my shoes, right? And Mm. I'm so upset, I'm throwing a big tantrum, I've got all these emotions going on, Right, that can actually leave a mark on my nervous system as a six-year-old. Right, right, right. In in just the same way as a six-year-old that has been through some kind of neglect or abuse, okay. that can that can leave the same mark on our system. Right, so it all depends on the perception, how those emotions, how those situations are dealt with. Mm-hmm. So I really don't think it's um as clean cut as little t's big t's. Yeah, I think people know if they've experienced some heavy stuff Mm. um the big t's right traditionally speaking but they might not know directly
1: yeah so
0: like me it might be something that's repressed Mm. right there's still literally i pick the age of six there i literally have a kind of a blackout of what happens to me at six years old i've got no idea Wow. Like there's literally like no photos. If I go back through the photo albums and stuff, Mm. right? I've got every year except the age of six. And for the life of me, nobody can tell me what was going on that time. Or nobody will tell me. And I can't recall either. Right. So I know on some level that's left some kind of, you know, Mm. effect on me. Yeah. Um but can I tell you what it is? No, I can't tell you specifically um does that mean i should go and probe and try and figure it out no if i'm supposed to know then it will come up in in the way this is supposed to right think, in a um, way when it's ready to be dealt with
1: yeah um I don't know if you agree, but I think the way that a trauma comes about can be how you actually deal with a situation that's presented in front of you. So like you said, the child with the shoes, um, if they dealt yeah. with it in a kind of, let's say, normal way where you're just kind of like, oh, I think the shoes are gone, I'm oh, damn, like and kind of move on, then that doesn't yeah. leave a mark. But then if you um, don't have the tools available to deal with it in a healthy way then it becomes a trauma mm. because th- there's two there's two i mean i i, I believe i have a, a, a small cluster of traumas because you know my the way i go about things day to day there's definitely some uh let's call it unhealthy thought patterns in there you know things that hold me back and things that kind of you know get me all twisted up in knots and i don't know how i don't know why um but there's two instances that i'm willing to talk about and that is I lost someone very close to me um, when I was 21. So um, I dealt with a death. But then when I was 23, um, I was bullied at work. So those two kind of traumas. The, the time that I lost someone at the age of 21, believe it or not, it didn't leave a mark. It, it I wouldn't call it a trauma because I dealt with it in a very very healthy way I dealt with it in the healthiest way that I could have possibly have done um you know I, I let all my emotions out I was talking about it all the time um, I was kind of doing exactly what I wanted to do every moment I was I was kind mm-hmm. of in a way I was I was I was dedicated to living my best life like as soon as they passed I was like right that's it I'm gonna live my best life and I really did for about a year afterwards. And so I wouldn't actually count that as a trauma. But when I was bullied at work, when I was 23, I didn't deal with it very well. I internalized everything. Um, I punished myself because I was like, Tam, you should have said something or you should have stuck up for yourself. And I made a lot of assumptions and decisions about myself. Um, I, uh, I I basically... I. It was a negative, a very, very negative experience. And that became a trauma. So actually losing someone close to me and being bullied at work, being bullied at work was actually more traumatic for that reason, for what I've just explained. So that's kind of how traumas come about, like just how you deal with it. It is. It's our perception yeah. of the situation, mm. right?
0: Somebody else—that's somebody else. You probably know in common with the person that you lost may not have had that same perception at the time. That following year might not have been the best life of that uh, best year of their life, you know. Mm-hmm. But for you, it was. That's all based on perception, or the the information that we take in and then how we process it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting to use those two examples because I think grief is something that is very publicly accepted yes and it's something that is talked about you're right Whereas something something like bullying often comes with a lot of shame, shame. a lot of a lot yeah. of confusion
1: mm. um and, and yeah because I wasn't clear not, that I was being bullied probably... at the time I was like this isn't happening and I didn't know until I left I was yeah. like okay I was just bullied but I didn't know at the time because I was making excuses for the people and you know anyone who's listening if you're going through any sort of emotion and you don't understand it you kind of only know until you've left it and you just look back. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah exactly hindsight is a wonderful thing sometimes isn't it (laughs) um and and that's one of the reasons i'd say like one of the reasons why we do what we do one of the reasons why we set up wellness theory is because i didn't have any kind of education about how to deal with shame or how to deal with Mm. fear or even to recognize when these emotions are there and what kind of things am i perceiving as a threat What things are creating additional traumas within me based on my past experiences? You know, I didn't have that skill set growing up. And that was one of the reasons why we created Wellness Series because we wanted to make sure that people do have that education. If they do start to understand and can connect with themselves so they can recognise if they're in a toxic environment Mm. or if they're recognising that maybe their quality of thinking is leaving some kind of clue that something isn't quite right, you know, so that we don't have to wait until after an event now sometimes we do sometimes we don't it's an individual thing but my whole thing is about being proactive rather than reactive i would much rather work with somebody before they get burnt out or before they are realizing that there's this trauma they haven't dealt with Mm -hmm. i would much rather work with somebody when they haven't they have that awareness early on so they don't have to go through all of that now that might be all sunshine and rainbows kind of mentality (laughs) like the the wish But I truly believe that if we can do better and have more access to education, but also ignite a new level of personal responsibility within ourselves, then we can be more proactive. Mm. We can learn from those experiences in such a way that makes us better so that we don't spiral and we don't get stuck into systems and Quick medication without much investigation, and all of those kind of avenues. I truly believe there is an alternative way if we're willing to own it and be responsible and be inquisitive. One of the things I love about you the most is how inquisitive you are and how curious you are. Mm. And I think there's not enough of that when it comes to our own well being sometimes. So I think if we can at least be some kind of bridge. <laughs> somewhere in there that helps to connect some dots at least Mm -hmm. then I think hopefully we can help people not to get to that point of of kind of concern right about the past and realizing that they've been bullied long after the fact you know and then realizing you've experienced trauma years later Mm -hmm. you know it just doesn't doesn't make sense for me
1: I, I can imagine once someone works on themselves and they clean up the stress and they clean up, they begin to clean up the traumas. And I can imagine then the path forward is is much brighter and it's much clearer. And they're like, right, I'm ready. I, I'm strong enough now to kind of stretch myself and, and live my best life. And so what sort of, um, what sort of, tips do you have for someone who wants to sort of make changes in their life they want to start to live their best life like what sort of daily tips do you have to kind of help them move in that direction oh, is it easy to condense question. it
0: yeah <laughs> Good. okay so the first thing is awareness right mm. whatever somebody needs to do to get awareness right for me journaling heightens my awareness more than anything same for jonathan my husband is breathing Mm-hmm. Right. If he just sits with his breath, he becomes hyper aware of what's going on in his mind, in his body, and the d- day to day, all of those things. For for me and you, it's journaling. For other people, it might be going for a walk outside. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be different for everyone, but awareness is the is the key, right? Is one figure out what is that thing that brings you into awareness. Mm-hmm. And then be willing to take responsibility for, to, for what you find. <laughs> right, right. Because I can sit here and say, okay, do this breathing technique or just do this thing <laughs> and give you loads of hacks, which we've got loads of on the website, which you can go and do, but they're not going to create any kind of lasting effect. So first we need to become aware of what's going on. Why do we think that we're stressed in the first place? Why, do, why, why are we even listening to this podcast? Mm. And, um, you know, what's resonating? Have that level of awareness to then say, okay, what could this mean for me? What is this trying to tell me? What is this trying to teach me? Soon you start asking those questions, you're becoming more responsible, and you know what, on right? the, You're um, becoming more able to respond.
1: Yeah. Um, and on the subject of journaling, there's one of my favourite books, The Artist's Way. Have you heard of it? It's it's one of my favourite books, and um, basically, she one of the tasks that she makes is. For people to um, journal three pages every morning she calls them the morning pages um no no fail like every morning do three pages even if you have nothing to say she says just write I have nothing to say I have nothing to say I have nothing to say so every morning you (laughs) get three pages done and um she says, if you do that, then literally that the, the things that come up on paper will surprise you. Like you'll have goals that you never knew you had. You'll have um issues that you need to work through that you never knew you had. So it's it's a really great tool for what you just said, becoming aware, becoming aware, like the journaling, writing down how you feel. If if that's your sort of thing for anyone listening, then um it's highly recommended. And I have to say journaling is a huge um part, play in. You know my healing over the last few years like you know just be- becoming aware of like my feelings and what I want to do with my life and so I would highly recommend that yeah journaling for sure for awareness but then like you said everyone has a different thing
0: they do but I think it's important because I think there's I mean depending on what people follow on social media and what kind of things they're reading there's a lot being geared towards breath work, ice baths and things like that right now. They're like obviously big trends yes, that have that have been yes. happening over the last year or two. And that's all well and good. But if you don't have the awareness as to why you're doing it mm. or how you're responding to those things, it becomes a are just stepping so in an I ice seem- bath.
1: And it's like, oh it's just cold. Okay, I'm gonna get out that's it. Like there's no lesson. There's yeah. no kind of yeah
0: exactly so one of the things i think is so important about something like journaling and it could be written journaling it could be a voice memo mm-hmm. kind of journaling recording yourself um if you're not really a right a writing kind of person um but it literally starts to rewire and in- your neurons in your brain like it will literally help you to articulate what you're experiencing it will help you to gain clarity on your perceptions mm-hmm. right because most people when they come to us initially, we we tend to work on, number one, regulating their system. So mm-hmm. we get some kind of breathing activity going on, whatever that looks like for that person. But the other thing we do is we witness um, their quality of thinking.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: they witness it, obviously, and then we mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously discuss that and, and do what we need to do with it. But by witnessing the thoughts that we're having, I would say... Nine times out of 10, as soon as we start to check in with the quality of thinking, the words that we are using for our perceptions, right? And we start writing them down and we see them on paper. We start to see how that's then affecting how we feel. Because very often we are feeling our thinking. And if we don't know what we're thinking because we're not writing it down or we're not saying it out loud, it all gets a bit stuck in there. It's like this frenetic energy. That just gets like chaotic in there and this is one of the reasons why often people can't sleep at night or they get so overwhelmed or they get anxious right or their their head starts throbbing mm. right for, for me one of the things if i'm really going for a stressful period like my my temples will almost throb, i'll get a headache there was a period of my life where i'd have migraines right. and a lot of that was just this pent-up energy that needed to be released in some way shape or form so i think journaling isn't just about writing on paper it's about all of the things that we get to release at the same time all the clarity that comes with it at the same time so i think
1: it's, it can definitely be a game changer for anybody that's curious about journaling so first thing is awareness yes so what's next uh, the
0: responsibility piece that's responsibility. you have to then be responsible for what it is we're becoming aware of um, and okay. responsibility can look like taking the lesson Mm -hmm. from what we've become aware of it can look like taking an action it could look like reaching out and asking for help it could look like sitting in presence for five minutes Mm -hmm. it could look like just setting an intention all right is that i'm going to be more compassionate today with myself all right it can be anything um but as soon as we're willing to say right i'm responsible for what i'm coming aware of i'm going to own this whatever i find i'm going to figure it out Mm-hmm. we immediately move out of any kind of victim mindset right and again victim mindset is like the fastest route to to stress and burnout okay right so anything that brings some semblance of responsibility so awareness and responsibility is key
1: okay and is there any more after that or those are the two main steps then it, be-
0: then it becomes very um dependent on what people are already doing (laughs) and what they need. Um, So we do have on our website, a free assessment tool that Mm -hmm. anybody this thing can go and do um, where they will get assessed um, to find out, one, what level are they experiencing stress? Are they experiencing their stress day to day? Are they experiencing it in their body? Or is there something deeper going on at the root? So -hmm. they can immediately see that each of those three levels are split then into um different things so for example on the health level we'll then have a, a bit of an assessment on okay how is your hydration how is your ability to breathe how is your ability um to regulate your own emotions and they'll get insights and then tips specific to the thing that they've scored lower on
1: so i, I guess i'm just going to get a bit more specific now um and i'm aware of the time i can see because in thailand you're 12 hours ahead so for me, in Cayman Islands, it's nine forty-two in the morning. So for you, it's nine forty-two yeah. at night. So <laughs> yes, like, that's crazy. Um, just how like I always get blown away by the fact that we're talking and you're literally across the world. That's crazy. But anyway, um, I, I just want to get a bit more specific um, for a second because um, I am in the nutrition space and mm. um, exercise. And a lot of the women that I deal with, they are struggling with um, weight or they're struggling with discipline with their food. And some even have um, binge eating tendencies, binge eating disorders, emotional eating. And Mm -hmm. I resonate with that because that's something I struggled with all throughout my 20s. Binge eating. So, if someone is wanting to get into a healthy state this this year, they want to change the way they eat. Um, they want to experiment with fasting. They want to experiment with you know eating better foods and exercising. Then, how would you advise someone who is struggling with uh, the opposite, which is emotional eating, and you know not feeling motivated? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so first of all, I can totally relate to that. So I've had my periods of uh, emotional eating to the right. point of, um, you know, eating, to the point of throwing up at times and things like that. Seriously, and I uh, did yeah, not know that. unpleasant. Yeah, you know okay. Tim Tams? Yeah. People yeah. in Australia you know those Tim Tam biscuits? <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. I, think, I think about those, those were my go-to thing. But then it, <laughs> I'm
1: with chocolate it, digestives. <laughs> there you go. when a um, thing. So... so
0: Yeah, so I can speak to to this from a few different angles. So I think the first thing is, is you need to know why is this going to be different from any other time? Like, Mm. what is it about now that makes you want to shift this? Is it that you're just sick and tired of it and you're just exhausted and you can't continue with this same repetitive cycle like are you at that point where it's so painful that you have to change Mm. um or is it that it's something that's kind of manageable at times and then we can bury our head in the sand and pretend that actually it's okay most of the time and it's just this little thing on the side that i do so i think first of all again that level of awareness needs to come into play but recognize why why is now the most important time um and it needs to be linked to two things it needs to be linked to your why right as to why you want to do it but also your values, okay. Our our core values are responsible for eighty percent of our self initiated motivation. Wow. Okay, so that means just to give you some some idea, if you was working out and you had your music on to give you some motivation, right? The music is only twenty percent of the motivation. Right. The other eighty percent is coming from whatever's going on inside your mind. You. Is making yeah. you think this is important, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so same thing of personal trainer, right? It's like they only are they're really 20% of the motivation. We tell ourselves it's because of them, it's not, it's coming from your core values. But the problem is, is most people don't know what they value in that context. So when it comes to wanting to make a change, we need to know why do I want to make change. And then secondly, why is this so important to me? What is it about being healthier that is so important? Is it so that I can play with my kids? Is it because I've realised I'm no longer invincible and I need to look after myself better? Is it because I know that I can perform better if for my job and earn more money because my family needs me to earn more money right now?
1: Right? There's, um, there's, there's a really great exercise, and you, I'm sure you've come across it. Of course you have. But I was talking about it with Dr. Eni Kadar um, not too long ago. Um seven levels deep so how you find your why so you say first of all why do you want to um you know start a fasting program let's say you say um why do you want that why is it important you say well because you know I want to look good in a dress or I want to look good you know in this outfit you say okay so um why is that important and you keep asking why why is that important why is that important seven times and then when you get to the end there should be some core reason why but you might have to do it over and over again this worksheet it's not um you know when I've done it twice because the first time didn't resonate with me the first time I I came up with Oh, because you know, on my deathbed, I, I don't want to have any regrets. And even though that's a fabulous why, that's a really great yeah. why, it didn't resonate with me. I was like, okay, that didn't feel right. But yeah. when I did the sheep the second time, um, I I came up with my why and and I knew it was the true why because it was gave me goosebumps and it kind of made me a bit emotional. And yeah. my why is um the reason why I do anything that I do is because I want to be the woman that I prayed to be as a child like and nice. I, I it's a good one powerful. right really powerful. powerful seriously like I used to pray like as a child I used to pray at my parents bay window and I used to just pray for all the things I wanted in the future and even now like when I feel like I lose confidence or I feel like I need a bit of a boost I'm not feeling great I have photos of myself when I was a child because I know my why now I now have yep. photos of myself as a little girl yeah. and i just look at them and i'm like okay that gives me motivation because i'm like i'm going to deliver for you like i'm doing this for you and that is that is my why and it kind of gives me goosebumps it kind of makes me emotional so yeah that's that's, that's yeah right that's super
0: powerful that's like inner child stuff there as well yes. that's 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 root level work what you're doing nice. right that is that deep core work i'm really proud awesome. right now <laughs> I'm just, just like, you mm. should right because you're you're owning it right you're mm. owning it you're you're stepping up and you're showing up and I think if we could all just show up ourselves that little bit more mm. then I think we'd um probably all be a bit happier with ourselves um but I think with values it's about the almost the other things that you can gain from doing it mm. so That's a super powerful why. But then I'd be like, okay, what else is important to you about being healthier? Is it about confidence? Is it about recognition? Is it about achievement? Is it about um, self-connection? like there'll be more things around it and those are the things that you value so the thing that i see the most right uh what i used to see when i was in that kind of fitness space Mm -hmm. working in health clubs and stuff was the classic of i want to tone up and i want to lose weight Mm -hmm. right obviously yeah 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 i'm gonna tone up lose weight um and okay what's your why you'd find out their why but then they would be there at the gym because they think that's the way that they need to do it. But actually when you start to dig into what do you value, well they value fun, they value community, they value connection. Okay, well, you're not gonna get that coming into the gym at uh, like five o'clock in the morning on your own yeah, when you've your told me you rest- and- yeah. yeah. When you've also told me that rest is important to you and you actually hate the gym. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's like how many people
1: can agree with that they're like they go to the gym but they hate it like it's just a no-brainer it's like oh like find something else
0: find something that you do right so for me i worked in gyms since I was 16 right and so for me I was like kind of almost thrust into that environment and it was almost like that's the way you do it Hmm. and I realized probably about 10 years later maybe maybe 15 is that I don't like the gym (laughs) <laughs> um, at all like for myself and my own training like i think it's got its place and i think it's um obviously in, it, oh, it's incredible, incredible getting certain results but i don't love the gym like for my own training i'd much rather be the one training outside i want to be the yeah. one that's kayaking around three islands in thailand like i right. want to be the one going for hikes and climbing mountains and mm-hmm. for me i when i left that kind of gym environment um that was when i reconnected with my own passion for 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 fitness again right right like i was still obviously interested and and learning about wellness and all of these different elements of it when i was working in those environments but the most powerful thing is aligning with your own core values because Mm. there's no point that bob next door said you've got to go to the gym and tone up oh okay brilliant because that's the way they did it and got great results that's great for bob but it's terrible for the tomorrow that actually isn't that interested in those things so, so
1: we've got to t- align with the things that are in here and the boss, right so so people who want to be you know eating healthier this year want to be more active want to live a healthier lifestyle um your advice would be to first of all connect with what truly brings you joy and truly mm. um connects with you as a person <clears throat> and yeah. um don't just follow what you think you should be doing like and and i suppose discovering that means to get quiet to kind of sit with yourself um maybe journal find your values um think of you know discover your why do the seven levels deep and you know just a cluster of things first before you kind of dive in
0: yeah but also try stuff yeah try stuff yeah try things out and see if you like it you Mm -hmm. know but then reflect on did you like it don't just try it and be like oh no i i really didn't like it actually no, reflect on it because there might be one little thing about it that you liked and then mm. that's your clue for the next thing that you try, mm. right? So it might be that you didn't enjoy the gym, but it might be that actually you got curious about going to a class in the gym. Okay, mm. brilliant. So that's left us a clue to the next thing to try. So again, it's that awareness and reflection to start dissecting and pulling out your truth in the whole experience. So it becomes authentic. Otherwise, you're just chasing goals you're not immersing yourself in them. And I think when we can immerse ourselves in things, then we start to actually create a lifestyle which mm. creates lasting change.
1: Yeah, because I think for myself, I I discovered a long time ago that you're right, going to the gym is tough on your own. So I discovered a long time ago that I just love classes. So whenever there's a class, I'm much more likely to go than if it means kind of going to the gym on my own. Um, don't get me wrong, like, I do love going to the gym on my own sometimes, but I'm a lot more motivated yeah. when it involves classes. And um, also, like, you know, food wise, I, I really resonated with fasting, like that really um, kind of helped me. Fix the way that I was eating from my binge eating. Like I, I just discovered it by accident, and it kind of helped me overcome the binge eating. Even though it wasn't the number one thing that yeah. that helped me, it was just one of the things. And mm. um, that's why, like, I love it so much. So it's it's about finding your particular um, way that you like to do things, and yeah. um, and kind of doing it your way, not not anybody yeah. else's way. That's why this podcast is called Your Body's Way. <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. I didn't even plan that. <laughs> uh,
0: you do know, you're not wrapping up, are you? I wanna if, if you've got time, I wanna wanna mention one more thing yeah, on Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Something else is really important to consider when we're binge eating or emotionally eating is the emotion part, right? What we've just talked about is really important stuff, but if we're being weighed down by emotion and we feel like we're being ruled by emotion, that we're just doing things and we don't realize we're doing it or why we're doing it, right? It's like you can have all the will in the world and know your values and know your why, but if you've got unresolved negative emotions that are fueling your behaviors, Mm -hmm. then it's still going to be hard to move into action, so if somebody's listening to this and they get their why, they've explored their values and they still can't move into action, then the reality is, is there's likely some emotion that's, that needs to be let go of. And now that could be past emotion, like we mm-hmm. spoke about earlier. That could be trauma. That could just be emotion that's got a bit stuck in the body because we haven't moved the body or we haven't connected with the body in a long time. Um, but those things essentially almost like clog up our system in a mm-hmm. way and they make us stagnant. So therefore, then when we want to move into the action that we want, like being healthier, we get stuck because our life force energy is getting stuck, right? right. And our emotions play a big part. That energy, emotions, our energy that mm-hmm. plays a big part in our ability to be able to flow and to ch- make um decisions that are coherent and congruent with who we are. So if somebody is struggling with that, I really recommend you start. Um, maybe keeping a note of well, what are the emotions that you're experiencing before you reach for that food, before you ask yourself, what need are you fulfilling right now? Mm. Are, is, is it loneliness? Is it sadness? Is it shame? Is it boredom? Like, is, is it all of those things? Mm-hmm. Is it a cocktail of everything? Are you not sure? Do you feel numb? Right? Those things need to be explored. Right? And for some people that might just be a case of, of maybe. be, observing themselves for a couple of weeks and and seeing a pattern of oh every time i have this argument with my partner this is what triggers me to do this i feel um angry i feel resentful i feel unheard i feel small and then you go and eat right Mm. OK, then you need to address those feelings. Then you address the situation with a partner, but you need to address the feelings. How are you regulating those emotions? Because when we emotionally ease, because our emotions are not regulated, mm-hmm. we either don't know what we're feeling or how we're feeling or we're not taking responsibility to learn what it is we need to learn so that emotion can flush out of our system.
1: It's really interesting. And for me, it it was definitely boredom. I remember remember those days because I was kind of, um, I was a personal trainer, um, but then I was kind of switching between job roles um, a lot in my 20s, like in my Mm -hmm. early 20s specifically. And I just remember the times in between switching roles and um, just the the boredom. Like I remember that was the main thing. But then also, funnily enough, um, that was the time when I was dating, And um, it was very linked to whenever I had an argument with someone or if there was a breakup or some sort of heartbreak, like that would definitely trigger um, a cascade of binges and a cascade of like self-doubt and self-loathing. So you know I said that fasting helped me overcome binge eating but then I also say like actually meeting my husband because all of that kind of stopped (laughs) like that kind of heartbreak and kind of ups and downs like it's just that was interesting for me to discover that
0: that is definitely interesting and I would say just one thing on that Mm. is be aware that it hasn't just transferred in another Mm. way right so right. now it might not be binge eating is a way to regulate emotions mm. because now you're not having those emotions but perhaps we're busy in ourselves. yeah or that's precisely
1: it i was gonna say up. that i was yeah. gonna say like i've replaced it oh, yeah. with being busy yeah,
0: yeah. okay
1: which, which so is, let's,
0: yeah. let's let's come come back to our center <laughs> To re- regulate those emotions by simply witnessing them by simply observing and be like, right, what am I feeling? Why do I have this need to be busy? What is the emotion that's driving this busyness right now? Yeah. Is it, is it fear? Is it um, scarcity? Like what, what is it? What's going on? Yeah. Um, and then you can shine a light on it and then do what you need to do. Because then when you're not as busy, you can be more present. You can yeah. slow down time
1: essentially. And yeah, I think, it, I think a lot, I think I speak for a lot of people and I say when you're not busy and you're not doing anything, you feel like um, it's it it, you feel kind of lost you're kind of like okay well what do I do now so maybe that's the crux of the issue it's like the fact (laughs) that okay so maybe you need to be okay with just doing nothing like maybe that's the the thing for the people who are busy it's like that moment in time between jobs it's like being okay with that maybe that's what you need to work on and you yeah. know what? I'm going to be working on that now because I still struggle yeah. with these things. Like I'm a I, I'm not a mess, <laughs> so to speak, because, you know, like I always kind of unlo- I mean, even before this conversation, I was kind of unloading on you on all the things that I'm worried about. But um, I do worry and I I get busy and I I um, feel like, you know, I'm not doing enough. And th- those are things that I struggle with. So you know whenever I come off a conversation with you I always feel like okay I know what I'm doing now and I always have this fresh routine after talking to you yeah I think I think it's
0: really important to recognize though that some of like that's also your superpower at the same time Mm. right and I think it between our strengths being mm. or our strengths being detrimental to us so i think that's one of the things that makes you so powerful um we do um as a mom as a podcaster nutritionist friend everything is because of that that mindset so mm. i think it's, that can be a really healthy thing but it's when we don't know when to put the brakes on and we tire ourselves out and we get burnout that's that it. becomes a problem and, and i'm still guilty of that at times yeah. like burning the candle at both ends one that's one of the reasons Put out water to spend at least one to three days in mm. silence in meditation because it makes me put the brakes on. Yeah. It makes me step out of the busyness and brings me back to me, so I can go again uh, and pace myself. Yeah. Because otherwise, I am like a Duracell bunny and I will go. <laughs> I can see here and talk to you for hours yeah. into the early hours of the morning um, after finishing that living kayaking challenge and mm. do that. And that's terrible for me yeah <laughs> I guess well, you know it's knowing when to stop and put the brakes on
1: yeah um I, I feel like we're talking about all of this and I it makes it all the more clear that this is serious work for someone if someone wants to overcome their stress and they want to be their best selves and you know they want to live their best life 2023 um it it takes work And this is why having someone help you out is really um, useful because there's so much to unpack. So wellness theory, um, where can people find you if they need help with unpacking things for 2023? Um, How can they find out more about you?
0: Yeah, literally just go to Um, We're on all social media platforms at Wellness Theory. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the website, you can do the stress test, which is free. There's a free masterclass that you'll do, you can have access to at the end of that. So there's so much free stuff out there that just get you going and it will help you to be able to have that awareness. Mm-hmm. And then all you then need to add in is the responsibility piece and you're away running. And if you want more help, then you can start to look at our programs and stuff. But that's the best place to start is go and do that stress test. See where you are
1: yeah love it um i always come away with so much after speaking to you and i'm already um kind of focusing on just having my time like being present and you know just being with myself so um so yeah thank you so much for being on this podcast and i really think the next episode should be about meditation because that's that's another big thing that you do and maybe digging into values more and just kind of excavating a bit more um Of like more tools for people to use. I think we should do that yeah. next time. Yeah, that's a date. Sure. <laughs> whatever you want, whatever you want. It's
0: funny. Like we was obviously planning to have a catch up today, and obviously your listeners will know this, but yeah. Sam sent me a WhatsApp just saying, um "Should we just hit record on this and see what happens?" And then like. <laughs> like full-on interview completely yeah. didn't really know <laughs> but um, it's not, it's I all feel about, th- this is generally what we talk about anyway so it,
1: it is genuinely what we talk about and that's why I wanted to press record because I feel like people need to hear more about what you have to say because you come out with some real truth bombs and some really amazing tips I'm just like god I think people need to to hear more of this so I just think if I just press record a bit more often <laughs> on our conversations, <laughs> then we can share some of your knowledge like that. That's, I think that's what needs to happen. Thank so, you. yeah, Thank you. It's, it's a date. <laughs> Thank, anyway, you.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks so much. See you later.
1: I'm Tamara Walpole, and you've been listening to Your Body's Way. If you haven't already, please subscribe, share, rate, and review this podcast. You can find me on Instagram as Tamara Walpole Nutrition. Join me next time for some more juicy information on how to help you on your journey to your best self yet. Your body's way is the only way. Chat soon.